0: Hello, I'm Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group, and today I'm joined by Darren Kindland, Data Scientist and VP of Technology at Insight Engines. Darren works with states and government organizations to understand how to effectively interact with their data and divulge points of exposure and vulnerabilities. He's recently been researching vulnerabilities in direct recording equipment systems, also known as touchscreen voting machines. So, Darren, can you talk today about the vulnerabilities you're seeing in the operating systems of touchscreen voting machines?
1: Yes. Um, So right now, roughly more than half of US states are using some sort of DRE equipment for uh, state, local, and federal elections. From what we've seen, the types of vulnerabilities that occur within these systems are all around um, either the operating system or application layer. And what we found is that um, the types of security issues that teams have to face really are in multiple different categories. One is related to uh, vulnerabilities that are, are well known where there are patches available to address them. And it's really about timely patch management. Then the second area of concern are vulnerabilities where they're well known, but there is not yet a patch available. And then the, obviously the third and Final category are vulnerabilities that are not yet known, that have yet to be published. So one of the things that we found is that uh, election teams that are trying to address and fix these issues at scale, they're trying to institute a proper patch management and vulnerability management uh, team in place to handle them. And the challenge there is, These systems, unlike typical computer systems, they're brought in and out of storage uh, quite regularly. So now teams have to directly attest and measure the state of each one of these systems at scale for a very short period of time when they're brought back online and do so before the election goes live.
0: Okay. I mean, so that's, again, an interesting angle there that, in fact, these are... You know, again, they, these have been placed in storage, and a, a lot of the machines are fairly archaic in terms of, of modern computers because it's a lot of a lot of the, the purchasing and, a, and a acquisition of, of these machines was post the 2000 election. So we're now 18 years on, and you know, clearly, if, if these are brought out of storage every two years, then that's a, that's quite a task in terms of operating and, and patching.
1: Exactly, and that's part of the story that really hasn't been covered uh, so much to date. Most of the focus is on what's known as penetration testing of these systems, looking for new interesting vulnerabilities. But there's a whole longer tail, which is, um, is there a team, are there teams and processes in place to handle uh, just regular patching of these systems and addressing known vulnerabilities within these systems? It's unclear as to whether or not this is handled uh, on a county by county basis or a state by state basis, but if you're going to treat these instead of as appliances that you replace every ten years, if you're going to treat these as actual computer systems, you need to have you know traditional uh, vulnerability and patch management teams in place to to adri- directly address these concerns. Mm.
0: I, I guess you also require a, a sort of culture in in which uh, there is the budget that is potentially put aside for investing in voting machines? And is, you know, again, do you see that as something that's, that's happening at
1: all? Um, We're starting to see movement in that direction. Um, What's interesting is that there's already a a very large talent gap for uh, qualified teams to do cybersecurity work across any, (laughs) any commercial or government agency. There's actually a, a large uh, national skills shortage so it's it's natural for there to also be a skills shortage in protecting voting equipment and it's equally as important uh, the the biggest challenge that many election officials face is that security is not a single time measurement or a single time activity it's a it's a constant process so instituting Sound processes to make sure that these systems remain secure. That's a that's a challenge that every every local election has to has to come to grips with.
0: So, in terms of the current landscape of voting machines that are out there, what's do you have any idea what kind of percentage of voting will be occurring in the midterms via DRE systems?
1: Well, over. Over half of the states have DRE equipment uh, installed in operations. Now, they use, um, for many of them, they use paper ballots as a means of validating that there is no tampering after the fact. But if, you, if, if, you're, if you're trying to secure the actual uh, computer systems directly, uh, we're looking at you know, a, a spectrum of roughly four to five different operating systems and what we've seen so far, in talking with others, is that there's roughly 30 to 40 percent of them have um, vulnerability and patching issues that need to be addressed in this in this space. So uh, it's,
0: that's quite. I mean, that, that's quite shocking. So 30 to 40 percent of over 50 percent of the votes that are going to be cast in November are via machines that are not up to date. Correct. So, I mean, I guess the, the logical question, given how close we are to the midterms, is, I mean, really, do you think these machines should be being used at all? It seems like, I mean, again, there's a lot of the cases here, there's, they're purely electronic, there is no paper backup. So, you know, what, what would be your advice uh, on, on, again, the upcoming midterms?
1: Right. It, it's ensuring that there is some sort of paper backup uh, or paper, paper validation is, is absolutely needed, especially given the fact that these systems are likely still vulnerable. Um, but the next step beyond that is to raise the bar on security across all election, election systems, including DRE equipment. There needs to be a better process in place to, to deal with that.
0: And I mean, again, back to the devices. I mean, how many of these, what percentage would you would say are, again, these, these are IP enabled. These are connected devices.
1: Um, that is a good question. It, it's it's unclear what the state of, you know, how many of these systems are connected directly to the internet. It's logical to expect that these that this equipment does have some sort of central reporting. Um, we would hope that this this is um, localized to a local network. However, that introduces vulnerabilities, exposures, and risks specific to that local network. So it's likely that. You know, If if an attacker were to get in, they would try to compromise the local network that's responsible for collecting vote tallies and try to either disrupt the local equipment that is re- directly recording the information or maybe one of the back-end systems that's responsible for the cumulative totals.
0: Right. Well, I imagine, again, it's, it becomes a numbers game. You can only hack so many local systems to do damage, but if if they are... Again, connected, uh, then the, you know the, the points of aggregation could make that a lot more damaging. So I'm concerned that there's there's this focus on expediency and quickly gathering data rather than securing that data.
1: Absolutely. And one of the other challenges, as you can imagine, is you know a, a possible valid strategy here might be to have some degree of diversity in the equipment that's that you're using uh, at these local elections. You know, right. Have different equipment running different operating systems or different versions to limit your risk however by doing that you've actually introduced a higher degree of patch and management problem where now you have instead of one type of system to patch and and manage you now have multiple different types of systems that you have to patch and manage
0: five states are going to be 100 percent digital voting machines that don't have any any sort of form of paper backup which is again That's, somewhat alarming
1: yes that is very concerning especially given the fact that how do you validate that there was no there was no tampering at that time what sort of attestation did you do to the systems to confirm that there was no there was no vote tampering that that is a that is a very strong challenge that needs to be addressed and it's unclear that we'll be able to to get to that degree of assurance without any sort of paper backup.
0: Right okay well Darian it's been great talking with you this was obviously a fascinating and very timely topic although a little disturbing that was Darian Kindland who is data sciences and VP of technology at Insight Engines for information security media group I'm Nick Holland.